<laughs> it's Vav Nisan today. We're up to part five, the last part of Parak Lamed Ches. So Parak Lamed, basically where we're coming from, I'm going to not get into everything because it's like way too much, but where we're coming from is we've been talking a lot about how literally the entire, why, why did Hashem create the world? Big question. And the answer is very big, but it also is very small in the sense of literally Hashem created the world, not not small, but the Alter gives us the answer in a way that we can digest. That's what really... And essentially, the, the, what, what we can understand about why Hashem created the world is it's Nesava HaKadosh Baruch Hu Dira Hashem desired a dwelling place in this world. Where in this world? Specifically the Tachtonim. Specifically, what does Tachtonim mean? Tachtonim is the places of reality that do not look like Hashem. Tachtonim is anywhere that says God isn't here. So whether that's a place in the physical world around us or a place inside of our own selves, a a space inside of my psyche and my inner world, my soul, my animal soul, really, that says God isn't here. I just am. The things just are. This just is a water bottle. This just is a table. I just am a human. And specifically in those spaces that Hashem says, reveal that I'm there. Show that I'm there. How do we do that? Through doing a mitzvah. Because a mitzvah is literally stepping into a moment where you're saying, Hashem is here. Hashem is within this object. When I make a bracha on an apple, I'm saying this apple isn't just is. This apple isn't just an apple. This apple is Hashem creating this apple to be so that I could reveal Hashem in this apple. And then when I make a bracha, I'm saying, wow, Hashem is actually in this apple. When I light Shabbos candle, when I, when I do these mitzvahs, when I do practical action-based mitzvahs, I'm literally taking the world around me, the Tachtonim world around me, and I'm saying Hashem is within this space. Hashem is within this space. Then, in, that was, so that was where we're coming from. And then in this chapter, the altar kind of shifts, and he's like, well, actually, you know, it's great to do a mitzvah, and we must do mitzvahs, but there's another aspect to our purpose, and that is actually what happens inside of me when I do a mitzvah. So there's the value of actually practically doing the mitzvah, and then there's also the value of my intention while I'm doing the mitzvah. What my psyche is saying, what my heart is feeling, where my mind is at while I'm doing the mitzvah. And so we've been talking a lot about the different kinds of intention. And, and it's funny because the Altar is very... The Altar is not random. He doesn't... In, specifically in the Kutei Amarim, he's not telling us anything that we don't actually need to know. He's literally telling us only what we need to know. And so for me, this chapter was like a little bit wild for me in terms of like why do I actually need to know this? <laughs> like, what, like, either I have intention or I don't. Like, okay. But what Altarb is bringing us to, and, and he says today, it's very powerful, is that having intention is actually part of the purpose of creation. Because when I have intention, what I'm doing is I am literally, essentially, revealing Hashem inside of my, myself. <laughs> like, when I, if I'm doing a mitzvah, I'm, I'm using my, I'm revealing Hashem in my hand that's giving tzedakah, Right? As I'm doing, I'm revealing Hashem in my hand, I'm revealing Hashem in the, in the money. Altabra said in the last chapter that I'm also revealing Hashem in any step that I took to make the money that I'm not giving to tzedakah, I'm showing Hashem to be there. But when I have intention, now it's not only all of that, but it's actually an even fuller experience. I'm revealing that Hashem is actually within, with fully, fully, fully within. And like, almost, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Basically, I'm going to read inside because it's a little bit long inside, so I don't want to like get too caught up in where we're coming from. But 
essentially when we have kavana, what's happening is have you heard of the concept of simsum? You've heard of it. Okay, so simsum, and this was Elder taught us about simsum in this chapter, which is important to understand for today. So, what is life? What is life? In terms of like, like how, like that's such a like powerful question. Very intense question. Yeah. Right. If you were to describe, but if you if you had to answer that, someone asked you right now, what is life? The purpose of life. No. What okay, life? so I'll, I'll make it simpler. What is this chair? physical um, existence for our half physical, half spiritual um, um, existence to, to utilize. Excellent. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Uh-huh. How are you? Am I in your seat? No, no, no. I was just... So what the altar has basically been explaining about literally all of life is that life... What? Yeah. That life isn't just life. What life is, like naturally, when you look at, there's, there's four levels of creation. There's, it's called domim, someach, chai, medaber. Domim is inanimate. Someach is vegetation. Chai is animals. And medaber is people. And the altar was explaining that the similarity, there's a similarity between all those four things and there's a difference between all those four things. The similarity is that at everything's core, really what something is, is it's Hashem creating it to be. That's all that something is, really. <laughs> Literally, what this is, is it's Hashem deciding that this should be right now. And if Hashem stopped deciding that this should be right now, this simply wouldn't be. Which means, even right now, as I'm holding this, all this actually is, is Hashem creating it to be. It's Hashem's breath, Hashem's word saying, water bottle, water bottle, water bottle, water bottle. And that's really its true identity. And that is across the board of a domain of inanimate and like we've been saying that inanimate isn't really inanimate inanimate is just that you do not see the animation within it it's silent it's that i'm looking at this and i'm like hashem is in here this is just just looks like what it is in reality though that there is a constant theme throughout everything that you could possibly that could possibly exist and that is that literally it is because hashem is creating it to be what is the difference between all four levels of creation the difference is this thing called simsum so what is simsum simsum is the way Hashem is creating something. So in... Exactly. Exactly. So something that does not look like it has Hashem within it, aka the most thing of that is domim, things that literally look like they just are what they are and they can't even grow. Rocks can't even grow. There's no life force in it, seemingly. It literally it was that way since the creation and it will be that way forever. It just is like, it just is. That is the ultimate symptom. It is the thing that Hashem is the most concealed within. Then you get to tzomeach, which is vegetation. And in tzomeach, there's a little bit less tzimtzum. Because tzomeach, you see life, you see growth. But still, you're like, you come from the ground and you're going to die soon. And you don't look at tzomeach and you're like, wow, Hashem, it's real. Because it doesn't... But at the same time, there's less tzimtzum in tzomeach than in domain. Then you get to chai, which is animals. And in chayas, you see even more life. Because there's even less tzimtzum in chayas than in... And then you get to Medaber, you get to people, and what is the, but what is the ultimate thing that literally a person will look at and they'll be like, wow, Hashem is real? Life, consciousness, birth. Because you look at a person and you're like, clearly there's life within you. And that, that reality that we now look at and we say clearly there's life within you is the result of there being less of a tzimtzum. It's Hashem concealing himself least in that thing. So there's 
a similarity between everything, which is that literally everything is just the breath of Hashem. But the difference is the way Hashem chooses to express that breath, the way Hashem chooses to let us see that breath, and that is the simsum within it. So today, so then at the end of yesterday's Tanya, he, Dalter Bet, described that there's mitzvahs, practical mitzvahs, can be compared to the tzimtzum. It's a lot of words. Honestly, this, I was telling them yesterday, this Tanya took me like ages to learn because it, it's a lot of actual practical like details. But anyways, the Altebra compared mitzvahs to the first, to the bottom two levels of creation, to daimim and sameach. Because when I do a mitzvah, what's happening? Hashem is within the mitzvah, clearly. Just like Hashem is in everything. And I'm literally bound with the unity of God the moment I do a mitzvah. But what do I feel when I do a mitzvah? If it's, if it's a mitzvah without kavanah, if it's a mitzvah without me actually putting myself... I could literally spend an entire day doing mitzvahs and never once feel Hashem. And yet I'm doing the mitzvah. And so that's the levels of Dami Mitzvah. Then you get... When you have kavana, what is kavana? So there's two kinds of kavana. That's what we're going to talk about today. There's two kinds of kavana, and those two kavanas can be split into the levels of chayas, of animals, and of humans, of mendaber. And we're going to see the difference between those two kinds of kavana. And, <coughs> yeah. Okay, so... I just want to say that based on the Sonia, literally yesterday, I had an experience on the subway where, and it was funny because as I was having this experience, I was like, oh my God, I'm in the higher level of Kavana. And then, <laughs> because I did experience a higher level of Kavana, it was really crazy. It was literally, I mean, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tell you after we learn inside. Okay. Okay. So, Vav Nisan. So this is, first we're going to talk about the first level of Kavana, which is the level of Kavana that could be compared to a human and to understand what that kind of level of kavana is, you're gonna have to, we have to understand what a human is. We don't always experience this as humans, <laughs> and that's okay. I think that what the Alter Rebbe is saying, it's like almost when the Alter Rebbe is telling us what you could experience as a human, it's like, it's like the Alter Rebbe is like, don't, it's not a judgment that we don't always experience this, but the Alter Rebbe is not content with us saying, oh, this is what I experienced, and so this is what it is. The Alter Rebbe is like, no, notice what you are able to experience. Even if you're not experiencing it now, okay, no problem. <laughs> but don't ever become in denial of what you're capable of experiencing. Okay, so kimi shadata yafa ladas hashem So this first level is of a person that's discerning enough. His mind is able to kind of become aware enough of Hashem's greatness. And when we talk about in Tanya of bigdulas Hashem, what we're referring to is that Hashem is actually here. Gedulas Hashem means that Hashem is big enough to also be in this moment that does not look like it has Hashem within it. Hashem is that big <laughs> that he could be inside of the me that is doing this random mitzvah that doesn't look like it has any godly thing in it. Hashem is there too. That's Gedulas Hashem. And Gedulas Hashem is also that I am here, that Hashem is inside of the me that I'm experiencing now. What does that lead to? From there, I'm going to get into a fear in my mind and a love inside of my heart. And the altar says it's a heart, it's inside of my heart that is um, my nefesh alekis's heart. Because in this experience of kavana, you're not necessarily getting your animal soul on board. But you're having this moment of kind of higher consciousness, higher feeling, where suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, Hashem is actually here in this mitzvah that I'm doing. And you're, you're drawn. What happens next? And so much so that your soul starts thirsting for God. To cleave to Him. I, I, God is here. I want, I want you, Hashem. And that's how we describe the 
the Alter Rebbe explained what Kavana is yesterday. The Alter Rebbe said, Kavana literally is the internal experience of Hashem, I want to be with you. Hashem, I want to be with you. What's the next natural result of that experience of Hashem, I want to be with you? So I'm going to do a Torah, I'm going to do Torah, I'm going to do mitzvahs, because literally when I do Torah mitzvahs, I am becoming one with Hashem in that moment. And with this intention, he learns Torah and he does the mitzvahs. And with this kavana, he davens and he blesses, he says the brachas. This kavana is like the soul of a human being on that level of, of medaber. That he has the power of choice in his mind. And he speaks with das. What's the experience of das? Das is the experience of, I get it so much. I, use, I went through the Chachman Bina. I really understand it to the extent that I have das. I really get it. And it's funny, we've all had... <laughs> we've all had experiences of when like you know that experience of, like when you say something and you're like okay i just said that but like that was not me that's that's a non-human experience within human humans das mit daughter human is that experience of i i know what i'm saying and i feel what i'm saying and this is really true to me and when that that translates into kavana it's this experience of I know Hashem is here and I feel Hashem to be here and so I want to connect to Hashem through this mitzvah because this mitzvah is what connects me to Hashem. Full presence. I'm engaged with the mitzvah. I'm alive from this mitzvah. I'm fully feeling this moment. And literally the experience that I had on the subway was I was saying to Hillam yesterday afternoon on the subway and I was just like everybody else on the subway in the sense that I was tired and it was raining outside and like I was just saying to Hillam because I needed to say my Tehillim for the day. That was, that was the reason I took out my Tehillim. But then I was thinking about this Tanya, and then suddenly I shifted my perspective, and I was like, Hashem, I want to be with you right now. On this subway, in this moment, I want to be with you. And literally what happened in that moment, my heart expanded. And I experienced in that moment, and again, it was only a moment, and I think that that's what the altar was saying here, that it's not about experiencing this all day. There is two levels of Kavana for a reason. You don't have to always be experiencing that. But literally, I experienced a state of no tzimtzum, of the kind of tzimtzum, the kind of non-tzimtzum that you see when you experience birth. Oh my God, Hashem is actually here. And I, I got there through kavana. I got there through using my mind to tap into that state of, wow, Hashem is actually here. It, the mind opened my heart. Using my mind opened my heart. And when I opened my heart, I was in a state of no tzimtzum. I was, Mashiach was there in that moment. It, it, it's wild. Let me ask you a question. There's two. So basically, you're saying that there's two different ways to approach a mitzvah, right? Yes. There's two different. Three ways. different ways. Three. What's the third? There's no kavana. The kavana that's on the level of chayas of animals, and then the kavana that's on the level of human. So the highest level <clears throat> would be like Hashem, I want to be with you. I want to be connected to you. And the way to like actualize that is by doing the actions with actions, which is Torah mitzvahs. I'm, I'm not going to say higher or lower because I don't know. The altar but doesn't say one's oh, better or worse. Oh, it higher or lower? It's Three higher or lower. Three different ways. Yeah. Right. It's higher or lower in the sense of what you're experiencing in that moment and the Hashem that you're revealing. Right. But it's not higher or lower, I think, in terms of... Love us. Right. 
Because before, really, it's interesting because really we said before that there's four levels. Like so we started out that it was close to the lowest. Yeah. And even like I remember learning this in school, we always said like, Dobim is the nothing, is the lowest level. And then Chayim and Dabar, and then um, even higher than that is really also like a Jew. Exactly. Right. It's a fifth level. So exactly. Really the fifth level. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I have a th- I have a theory, and I Dalton didn't say this yet, but I have a feeling that the fifth level is Kabbalah soul. Is what? Kabbalah soul, like the experience of saying like. So, like surrender. I, yeah, I, it's just my theory, though. I'm not sure. What do you mean, like, like, like act? Because that's really what differentiates between like a non-Jew and a Jew. Yeah. Like the ability to feel Hashem and to intuitively like different like to surrender. Yeah. So cool to yeah. Okay, what's the other two? So um, I didn't say it. You're so. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mention it. But the bottom two levels is the altar, but differentiates mitzvahs into two categories of domim and someach. Yeah. Domim is action-based mitzvah, and someach is speech and thought mitzvah. So cool. Yeah. Speech and thought is how you. You said it, so it's, again. There's no time thought back, mitzvah. No. It's different. I, we don't know what my, a mitzvah is. Exactly. Exactly. You can't know what. Exactly. At the end of the day, Hashem, the altar was said in, earlier in this chapter that why do we have kavana? Because Hashem tells us to have kavana. Right. It's not because it gives us this experience. It's because right. Hashem tells us to do it. So, like, all of the differentiation between all these levels are in relation to how, to what's happening and all, this experience of revealing Hashem inside of ourselves, inside of the world, and getting past the tzimtzum and all that. Right. And all that's awesome, but like, what that's actually doing, why, you know, I don't, like, that's Hashem to know. And, and at the end of the day, like, that's one of the things I think that the Rebbe was so intense about. Like, you can't differentiate, like, putting tefillin on a Jew that literally had never put on tefillin in his life or lighting Shabbos candles. It's like, we don't know what's happening from that small experience. Seemingly small. We don't know. Like, or that, that one moment that you do have this kavana or that one moment, like, we don't know. Like, what are the other two levels? The first one is, uh, like, to have, like, intention and then like that will motivate you to want to like connect Hashem to Torah mitzvahs. So what are the other two? What do you mean the other two? I missed that. Like you said there's three. There's three different ways. Oh, so yeah. that would be domim and someach, or I'm jumping as lumping as one, which is basically just doing a mitzvah because you're doing a mitzvah. Chaya right. <coughs> is we we are about to talk about it now. What it means to do an action with chayas kavana with animalistic intention essentially. And then there's Medaber, which is doing the mitzvah from this place of, what's a Medaber? A Medaber is somebody that can use their mind to channel their heart. So Medaber, Kavana, is somebody that says, I know Hashem is here. Gedulas Hashem. Hashem is real. Hashem is everything. Hashem is inside of this moment. I want to connect to you. I want you. I desire you. I'm thirsty for you, God. So I'm going to do a mitzvah. And my whole heart is now expansive within this mitzvah. It's a full body, full heart experience. Versus, so that is that, versus... Somebody whose understanding is limited and he can't necessarily tap into that mind space of like Hashem is really literally everything. Which is honestly me most of the day. Like that moment that I had on the subway, that was one moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I left and it wasn't that moment. I related to this for majority of my life. And he can't create. He can't use his mind to create in his heart this burning love and deep fear. He can't. He can't access those emotions. How does he do the mitzvahs then? What is what is the kavana? Because this is still a level of kavana. So what is the kavana that's leading him to do the mitzvahs? 
he recalls and arouses this hidden love that is inside of his heart, the natural hidden love. Um, this is the pintalayid. This is the the space inside of us that knows Torah is true. It's not Kabbalah soul. It's different than Kabbalah soul in the sense of this. We're going to see. And so he brings this state of this natural love that he has inside of him into a state of re- revelation. This is like this. It's as if somebody was saying, I don't want to, but I know that I should. And not that I know that I should. I'm going to stop comparing it to Kabbalah Sulk. I don't understand that enough yet. But it's, this is a state of, I know that I should, so I will. It's, I know my heart knows, my Abba Suteris knows that Hashem is within this mitzvah, within this moment, and so I'm going to do it even though I'm not fully expansively yearning to do it. <laughs> it's like I'm not jumping to go be tzniyas right now, but like I know that it's the right thing to do. I know that Hashem is within this commandment, and so I'm going to do it. Oh, and this is the difference between this and Kabbalah, I think. What happens when I have this kavana? My mind and my heart willingly agree to go and do this mitzvah. They follow along. They say, okay, I'm here. Not because I'm feeling this illumination of Hashem in this moment, but because you're telling me that this is MS. Limsar, to the extent that what would happen? Limsar nafshai b'payel mamish ayachot Hashem. To the extent that I would surrender my life to, to be one with Hashem. In order to attach myself, my divine soul, and all of it to Hashem. This unity of God that I would be attaching myself to were I to die for God is the same unity that I'm attaching myself to when I live for God, meaning when I do a mitzvah. Which is the unity of God and will of Hashem that is enclosed in mitzvahs. And so I want to finish it inside. It's almost done. One more page, guys. But my mother was saying this the other day. She was saying, like, she was kind of venting her frustration over, like, the years of time that people had to, like, die for Hashem. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want to die for Hashem. I want it to be enough that I'm living for Hashem. And, like, it was so precious. And, like, literally what the author says here is it's, it's literally that paragraph is... Exactly what my mother is saying. But what my mother, my mother was saying in a frustrated way. Like, I don't want to need to die for Hashem. I want it to be enough that I'm living for Hashem. It is. And that's exactly what the Altar says here. That the light and the unity with God that you're achieving through dying for Hashem. Why is somebody dying for Hashem? Because they're saying Hashem is all that exists. That is what you're experiencing when you're doing a mitzvah too. In a way, it's even more powerful when you're doing a mitzvah. Because when you're dying, there's a certain sense of like, it's over. Mm. So like, just surrender to the truth. Because like... <laughs> It's like, okay, fine, like, I give nothing to lose. Wow. You know, like, it's a risk, but, like, just surrender to the truth, because, like, here, you have, you actually have the freedom of choice. Wow. So, it's, I think, in my opinion, I think it's even a higher level. I also think so. Like, no? I, I would agree, yeah. It's like what the Rebbe says about Avraham, that the difference between Avraham and Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva lived his whole life waiting for Messias Nefesh. When will I be able to die for God? When will I be able to die for God? Avraham lived his life saying, I want to serve God. I want to serve God. If I need to die to serve God, I'll, I'll die to serve God. But that's not my intention. My intention is that to reveal Hashem in this world. Very interesting. That's probably like the challenge of this generation as opposed to like two generations before. Right. Right. The Rabbi says that 
instead of Mesiras Nefesh today, we have Mesiras Haratzon. Like, to say that I'm going to not, I'm not going to, I can't give my life to God. I don't need to give my life to right. God, but to give my will to God, to give my, my desires, like my, who I want to be in this world. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that you lose your interest. It means that you reveal Hashem within your interests. Like guys, last night I went to the Benos Kalmesh right. production. My gosh. My gosh, <laughs> these girls are like singing and dancing on stage, literally like saying like, I'm going to use my talents for Hashem. Like that was what the production was about. It was, it was wild. It's a school here, one of the, one of the high schools. It's so beautiful. Okay, let's just finish inside. Vigam hayira klulaba, also within this highest level of kavana, animal level of kavana, is involving of it has involved with it also a fear so with this intention i'm gonna not want to go against hashem because if i if you are real then i don't want to lose you if i if i now have this love that says you are here so i'm going to serve you i also don't want to lose you um and with this kind of intention you end up doing the mitzvahs and davening and benching with the with the meaning of the words with this kind of intention what it's going to lead to is you to take out your sitter and follow along inside what's, what's the intention again? the intention is your it's the intention from a space of accessing a love that you already have versus creating a love on your own creating a love on your own is like that it's like sibling versus marriage you love your siblings because, and you can't not love your siblings. It just is what it is. Exactly. And even if you go through a week of not loving your siblings, of not engaging with them, you can come back to it. Marriage is that constant fire. You have to constantly engage with it again and again because it's not natural to you. So the kavana that can be accessed on a level of medaber, it's not a kavana that's natural to me. It's not something that I always feel. It's something that I have to use my mind to create. What is God? Where is God? Right here inside of me. Oh my God, I want you. And so that's the difference. And naturally, that is going to lead to like a heart full in the mitzvah versus this. It's not, you're not davening with fire necessarily, but you will say the word, meaning of the words. But without an intense love of God in your heart, in your mind. This kavana is on the level of chayas. That are, do not have stechel and choice. And all of the animal's emotions, like I was, whatever, um, all the animal's emotions, like its fear of harmful things and its love of pleasurable things are what's natural to it. It does experience emotion, but it's emotions that are the result of its natural experience. What are you thinking? I'm just processing what you're saying. I'm just saying it. Okay. Yeah, could you say it again? The difference between that human in an ideal human state versus an animal is that a human is able to create emotional experience that is not natural to it animals anything emotional they experience is the result of their natural desires, desires. Right. exactly so like it's a, that story of like the, you have a mind then they don't well, well they do have a mind they, but the kinds of the mind like Creating emotions exactly. Exactly. Their no animals, their moach and their heart are on the same level. They're literally bent over like that. Human, the differentiation of human is that my mind is above my heart. I can use my mind to create a new experience for myself. And that's why I like that story of like the cat. There was like this one of their rabbis said one of these stories about like this cat that they trained to be a waiter. 
And like this waiter with this cat was like holding these trays, walking around, serving everything. But then somebody wanted to prove that the cat's only a cat, so he let a mouse into the room. And it was over. Because at the end of the day, a cat cannot change its nature. Human has the ability to evolve, to become something new, to use my mind to actually change my heart. Moach shalit al halev. That's how they serve Hashem, right? That's why, that's why animals serve Hashem out of that space of, wait, like I, I feel this desire inside of me. I feel Hashem. Like let me sing to Hashem. As opposed to like, like they don't have the capacity as the first option you said. Right. To say like, I want to feel Hashem in this present moment. I will create the moment. Exactly. We can do that. Exactly. It's, if it's, right. it's coming from a so natural space. Which we experience very often. Most of my day when I'm doing mitzvahs, it's not because I'm conjuring up in my mind this deep sense of, wow, Hashem is here. It's just because I have a deep something inside of me that's saying, Tyre and Yiddishkeit are real, so I'm going to go do a mitzvah. But I'm not engaged with like this overwhelming love. I'm just doing mitzvahs. And that's, it's, it's not a bad thing. That's the thing. That's what the author was saying. That it's not like it's better or worse. But notice that you do have the ability to literally get beyond the tzimtzum, to get from that level of chayas to midaber through using your mind to access the state of gedulah Hashem, which literally leads to an emotional experience. You can do that. And also another angle I just thought of was that I think it's also like very empowering because you recognize that like just like it's already within you wow it's not that you have to work necessarily so hard like even the natural state is already within like you have you have like the access within yourself wow because you're already because to a certain degree we are like animals in that way so like the like so you're saying we have this like lower level of kavana we do we already have that lower level if you choose to access a higher level that's already your choice but already the lower level is already there yes we have that like feeling this ava mesuteras absolutely yes well said, yeah. <clears throat> okay, the last paragraph. The kachin al derech mashal hayir of avam tivis and teres becholiv kol yisrael. You just translated this paragraph before yeah. I read it. This is by way of an example: the natural love and fear that is inside of every single Jew, just because, <laughs> just because. Kihein yirusha lanu me'avasenu, because they are the inheritance from our forefathers. Uchmai teva benavshesenu. It is the natural instinct inside of our souls. Kneskarl el, as we talked about before in chapter eighteen. So, L'chaim, to A, act, no, noticing what we already have. B, like, it's so, cla- it's so classic of the Altar Rebbe, by the way. Like, the Altar was so like that. Like, the Altar was like, to you person who thinks that you don't feel anything towards Yiddishkeit, like, your soul is on fire. <laughs> if you're accessing or not, okay. <laughs> but, like, you have a soul that is essentially on fire. Now, the question is, how much can we utilize what we already are? How much can I bring to light, bring to the surface of me, the deepest states inside of me, which is this intense love, this intense awe, this, and how do I do that? How do I bring this out of me? Through literally, in my mind, A, learning Hasidus. Hasidus literally is what allows us to, when you learn Hasidus, you're revealing in your own mind, Kedulas Hashem. Hashem is here. Hashem is here. Hashem is here. Hashem is real. MS. This is real. And then, naturally, that leads to this open-hearted experience of Hashem. I know Hashem is here. Oh my God, Hashem is here. And so then I want to go do a mitzvah. So, Lachaim, tomorrow, today was the 100th Tanya class. Yeah. But I decided... I knew what I would come it would be something. I was like, I don't want to it be something. I decided not to celebrate today because as per Tanya, the real celebration is on the 101st class. So, tomorrow, there'll be a little bit of a celebration. <laughs> Very exciting. Oh, sure.